Hey, it's Adam here with my brother G, and this episode of the GNM Baseball Podcast is all about one of baseball's biggest stars, Juan Soto. All right, so Juan Soto of the San Diego Padres. Let's see, first off, He's one of the greatest young hitters in the game of all time. Oh, absolutely. The things that he's accomplished, the things that he's done at such a young age um, have been truly amazing, and it's no wonder he's one of the most popular players in the game. Yeah, he played all of last season at age 23. It was his fifth big league season. He debuted as a 19-year-old in 2018. Now, that's... That's something that doesn't happen very often at all. You almost never see a 19-year-old playing in the major leagues and certainly not having the success that Soto had. When you're a teenager, typically making your major league debut is not high on your things to do. You don't um, think you're going to do that. Yeah, most 19-year-olds in the baseball world have just been drafted out of college. They're maybe in single A. Maybe if you're really good, you're in double A. A lot of times you're in high A or... Um, a different classified league, not playing at a high level of competition at all at 19 years old. And generally, you'll go and debut. Some of the stars will debut at 22, maybe. Most debut around 24, 25. One sort of debuted in 2018 as a 19-year-old. He hit 22 homers and drove in 70 runs and hit 292 batting average. His slash line was a 292 batting average, a 406 on base percentage, and a 517 slugging. So those are doable stats for anyone. Those are good above average stats, I would say. Um, and for a player that young, simply great. Yeah. And now these power numbers are roughly average, like M said. Yeah. Um, the 517 slugging, comfortably above average. But what really stands out here is the 406 on base percentage. Um, he walked 79 times and struck out only 99 times. Even at 19 years old, he had a phenomenal eye at the plate. He was a well above average hitter, and he finished runner-up in Rookie of the Year voting to Ron Lacuna Jr. Who is also widely considered, when he's healthy, one of the best players in baseball. An MVP favorite if he can stay healthy. Yes. And so Juan Soto, as a 19-year-old, an incredible first season. His 2019, though was even better. As a 20-year-old in his second season and his first full season, he slugged 34 homers, drove in 110 runs, and hit 282. His slash line was 282, 401, 548 with the average on-base percentage slugging. He walked 108 times and struck out 132 times. Now, this is the last time in his career he would finish with more strikeouts than walks and the last time, the only time, that he would strike out more than 100 times. And in baseball, if you walk more than you strike out, there's only probably less than a half a dozen players who do that every season. Only a season. very, very select group of the very top players in the league. If you have more walks than strikeouts, you've got a great eye, you've got great plate discipline. This is something not... Certainly not every baseball player has or ever will have. Yeah, and so Juan Soto, he's never had an on-base percentage under 400, which is incredible. Ridiculous. Even as a 19-year-old. That's 
close to half the time getting on base. Yeah, 40% of the time. Uh, there are probably 10 players who hit that in any given season, maybe a dozen. But Soto did that as a 19-year-old. He did it as a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old, a 22-year-old, and a 23-year-old. He's just, he's just got that incredible eye at the plate that is his finest asset, but he's also got lots of power. He can hit, too. He's just a total package, except for his below-average speed. But other than that, a, a dominant 2019 season, and his Washington Nationals won the World Series that year. And he was a key part of that World Series. He was. Um, he and Anthony Rendon were the big bats in that lineup. And he really helped the Nats win that World Series. A couple of home runs. and Yeah. Especially a big one off Garrett Cole, who had just come off a massively dominant offensive season. He struck out 326 guys and finished second in the Cy Young Award voting to Justin Berlander, his teammate. And like we said, the Nationals won the World Series that year. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. In 2020, that was a shortened 60-game season. Well, this was his best year yet as a 21-year-old. In just 47 games, he hit 13 bombs. That's a 44-homer pace over 162 games. He drove in 37, and he hit 351 batting average. So if you, hit, if you have a batting average of 300 nowadays, that's considered very good. Very, very, very good, good, yeah. And a lot, like a lot of other these categories, you probably only get uh, maybe five to half a dozen to ten batters in a given year to hit 300. And if to that. hit 351, that leads the league pretty much any year. That's just Both an, leagues. That's just an incredible batting average. Now, you do have to keep in mind that this is in shortened, just 47 shortened. games. It's a small sample, but his slash line... Like we said, the 351 batting average, he had an on-base percentage of 490. That means he got on base 49% of the time. That is a ridiculous on-base percentage. Absolutely crazy because that's a little less, a little more than half the time you're getting an out. And a little less than half the time you're getting a hit and on-base. So you're a pretty good bet for getting yeah. on-base, for those walks, for those very able to be counted on. Yeah, and his walks were, again, a big part of it. He walked 41 times and struck out just 28 times. A remarkable ratio. He's walking almost once a game in this season. Uh, he won his first silver slugger deservedly. Uh, he led the league in batting average with a three fifty one As a 21-year-old, he was the youngest batting champion ever in the National League in well over a hundred years of National League history. So, and, and he also slugged 695, nearly a 700 slugging percentage, and that's practically unheard of. Again, we should reemphasize that this is just 47 games. Still, it's remarkable. And he finished fifth in MVP voting. So Juan Soto has been compared to Babe Ruth um, a few times early in his career. He has. And... Really, yeah. Yeah, and really the, the more um, accepted comp is really Ted Williams because of his uncanny hitting ability, his ability to get on base. But really, Williams, Ruth, they're all credible comparisons. You're talking about some of the best players to have ever played the game, widely considered some of the best players 
Babe Ruth is probably the most famous, but Ted Williams is also yeah, one, definitely one, one of, of the, the greatest, greatest hitters time. ever. Yes. And like we said, Soto finished fifth in MVP voting. The winner was Freddie Freeman, first baseman for the Atlanta Braves, who played in 60 games, hit 13 homers, drove in 53, and hit 341. His slash line stats were 341, 462, 640. Now, in 13 more games than Soto, he hit the same amount of homers. His batting average was 10 points lower. His on-base percentage was 28 points lower. And he slugged 55 points lower. He played first base, which is a less valuable position than Soto's left field. The only possible way I can see that Freeman deserved to win here is if the voters gave him credit for playing the full season. Every single 13 game. 13 more than Soto. Yeah. So, considering Soto was fifth in MVP voting, so there were four people who were considered better, and then Freeman was considered the best of all those players in the National League. If Freeman is the best, was the best hitter in the National League, the four players who finished, the three players who finished below him and above Soto um, would have been worse, so really Soto should have at least finished higher is what I think. Yeah. And I really think that he should have won this award over Freeman. Yeah, and... The stats seem to be there. Yeah, and listen, he played 13 less games, so he missed almost a quarter of the season. He still hit as many homers as Freeman. I mean, yes, he had fewer games, so his rate stats are boosted, but he still had the counting numbers that Freeman did. Just an otherworldly 2020 season for Juan Soto, and I think this MVP was just stolen from him. Yeah, I really think that he could have won that, and... He, he would have definitely gotten my vote if I have one. Yeah. Which I don't. All right. In 2021, as a 22-year-old, uh, he hit 29 homers, drove in 95 runs... And he hit 313 batting average, slash line of 313 with a 465 on base percentage, 534 slugging, an amazing 145 walks, and only 93 strikeouts. Less than 100 strikeouts and 145 walks. I mean, I would consider over 100 walks to be very good. Yeah, and when you hit, I mean, his. He's walking over one and a half times for every strikeout. I mean, this is just ridiculous. The this way does not happen a lot. There's, this hardly ever happens where you have, because it is so easy to strike out, and it is so hard to get four balls without three strikes. Yeah, in today's game, the rise of the 3-2 outcomes is a major storyline. Rise of homers, rise of strikeouts, rise of walks. But you're seeing strikeouts raise a whole lot more than walks. And while 100 walks... I mean, walks have stayed fairly constant throughout the history of baseball. I mean, you see... Because it really depends on the batter, their eye, their capability to understand the strike zone and what to understand whether or not it's going to be a ball or a strike or the chances of that. Yeah, and I don't think it's a stretch at all to say that Juan Soto is the player 
who knows the strike zone best in the game today. I would say there's no other player who knows the strike zone better than he does. No, because the stats are here. I Yeah. I mean, there's just really no disputing that. I mean, you just look at those walk-to-strikeout numbers, and nobody else in the game puts up anything close to that. Uh, he finished second to his former teammate Bryce Harper in MVP voting that year as a 22-year-old. And I think Harper Harper had a good argument for this one. A lot of people still think Soto should have won. And Soto could legitimately, by now, have had two MVPs in 2020 and 2021 as a 23-year-old. He could have had back-to-back MVP trophies. He had a convincing argument for each one. There's not really that many players in the big leagues now who even have two MVP awards. Yeah. Let alone this young. I mean, lots of MVP awards young. I think of Mike Trout. And that's about it. Well, yeah, and even Trout... Uh, he had the arguments for many MVP cases that he didn't get. I mean, his Rookie of the Year season in 2012, uh, he lost out to Miguel Cabrera, who won the Triple Crown. In advanced metrics and more modern ways of looking at it, it's the general consensus that Cabrera stole the MVP award from him in 2012. And this is sort of the case with Soto, I might think, with him being so young. But like you said, there's a definite comparison to Trout there. Yes, and Trout, for a while, he was considered, without a doubt, the best player in baseball at the time. And still, some people might consider him so. Yes. And he definitely was, for a while, the face of baseball, if he isn't now. But he has won so many MVP awards, and it just makes you think of the comparison between them. Maybe Albert Pujols some of the older players in the league, but Pujols is retired now, so... Yeah. Well, I would say that this one Soto is perhaps uh, comparable to peak Albert Pujols. I don't think you can really compare him to peak Mike Trout because peak Mike Trout, he was just a more well, more well-rounded more player well-rounded, than Soto yeah. with the speed he had, with the ability to play center field, and he was a five to a player, which Soto is not. But also, Trout did not have the eye Soto had. And really, Pujols didn't quite have that, but Pujols is more of a closer comparison to Soto. And man, early career um, Pujols. Pujols, one of the best careers of any player for a long time. He retired this year and had his 703rd home run this year, joining the exclusive 700 homer club, which only includes him now, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, and Barry Bonds. Yes, and peak Albert Pujols, man, three MVP awards. He would have had an argument for many more had he not played during peak Barry Bonds years when Bonds won those four straight MVPs from 2001 through 2004. And, of course, Bonds had seven MVPs the most of all time. Personally, I believe Bonds took steroids, but anyway. So, so do I. Juan Soto, to compare him to these guys, is he deserves it, and he truly is an amazing player. Whether he has the career of Pujols, I don't know. I, I definitely think he has the potential. Absolutely. To be a once-in-a-generation player. 
Yeah, and he he doesn't seem yet to have quite the power that Pujols had. No. Either he had the 34 home runs as a 20 year old in 2019, and that's his high so far. Uh, he's certainly as he gets older, he'll bulk up. He'll add some more power to the point where he could be a 40 homer player someday easily. And like we said, he was on a 40 homer pace in the shortened season. Yeah. So eventually, he might get those that. 40 homers, and elusive MVP trophy. But for now, I mean... Yeah. In 2022, he started with the Nationals. He was traded midseason to the San Diego Padres, and it was his worst season. But that could be attributed to contract negotiations with the Nationals. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of stress with that. And adjusting to San Diego, uh, adjusting to a contender's race as opposed to the last place Nationals. And before being traded, he rejected a 15-year, $440 million offer from the Nationals before he was traded to the Padres. That means he would have had the largest contract by total value in MLB history, ever. Yeah. $440 million. And by the way he turned that down, I mean, he either really didn't want to play with the Nationals anymore, or he's expecting something even bigger. Yeah, and he's betting on himself big time, but he's worth it. And, I mean, that, that $440 million would have eclipsed Mike Trout's 12-year $426.5 million pact with the Angels. But I think he can make more. And the average annual value oh, on that I, contract... I think with his age, with the stuff he's done over in his career... Yeah, he easily gets at least $400 million. Yeah, he's going to hit free agency as a 25-year-old or 26. But he's going to be in his mid-20s when he hits the free agency. He could easily command a $500 million contract. Yeah, I mean, you get him... If he's 26, that's 14 years till he's 40. So... And that could be a big 14-year contract. Yeah. Um, and so the the general consensus is that Shohei Otani, baseball's two-way unicorn, is expected to get the MLB's first $500 million contract next offseason. But the offseason after that, Juan Soto is a free agency, and he's tracking to be baseball's, after Otani, baseball's second $500 million man. So he could be first or second, and really, I think teams would be willing to give that to him for the amount of pa- of talent that he just brings to that lineup. Oh yeah, you're gonna have a bidding war. Power and for Juan Soto. leadership, even at that age. Yeah. Because he's done about everything, pretty much. I mean. Yeah. When you he's won a Silver Slugger, he's won a World Series. He hasn't won an MVP yet. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he like you said, he's won three Silver Sluggers. Won, won a World Series. He's finished second in an MVP and fifth in an MVP. He's a runner-up rookie of the year. He's got the hardware. Uh, his most recent season, like we said, was his worst season. But still, that year from him would be a career-defining year for many others. He still won a Silver Slugger this year. He hit 27 homers, only drove in 62, partially because a lot of his season was spent with the uh, the really bad Nationals. And he hit just 242, which is not a great batting average. 
but you do have to consider that batting average was down across the league in MLB. I believe league average was 243, so definitely below Soto's career norms, but not as much as it seems given that pitchers had a really strong year in 2022. He still got on base over a 400 clip. He got on base with an on-base percentage of 401, and he slugged 452. Again, a low slugging here. And he did have a down year, but even so, he walked 135 times and only struck out 96. Which is, again, phenomenal. 135 walks again. That 145 the year before, 135 is still a crazy number. Yeah, it's just dominant numbers for the walks, especially, that we haven't seen since Peak Barry Bonds. And you and I haven't seen. (laughs) Peak Barry Bonds, no. Yeah. So... Yeah, he really is, um, like I said, probably a once-in-a-generational player. You don't get this many good players and amazing players to see, and I think he's one of them. Absolutely. So, yeah, Juan Soto, just a real, he's really dominant player. I'm really excited to see him in that Padres lineup next season with Xander Bogertz, Manning Machado, and Fernando Tatis Jr. It's gonna be a, It's going to be a murderer's row in there. So not going to be fun for opposing pitchers. What do you think? Top ten player, top fifteen player in baseball. Um, Peak Juan Soto. What do you think he's going to attain? Do you think he can ever be the best player in baseball? I think Peak Juan Soto has a claim to the best player in baseball. Um, I do think it's possible that he never gets there just because of the fact that he doesn't have the speed that some others have, and he's not the greatest defender there is. He's, he's never going to be a five-tool player. No. And I could see Julio Rodriguez eclipsing him as the top player in MLB. There are a bunch MLB. of young, up-and-coming players who really... We've got some really good young talent who we could see grow um, into amazing players. Um, but I think peak Juan Soto definitely has a chance. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think Juan Soto, peak Juan Soto definitely, definitely has a, at least a claim on the title of the best player in baseball. Definitely top five, definitely, yeah. Because he's so young. He's got... Yeah, he, He's not he, even into his prime. Yeah, he hasn't hit his prime yet. He's so, still several years away from that. So, so he's just going to keep getting better. Yeah, it's remarkable. But there you have it. That's one Soto for you. Till next time, we're the GNM Baseball Podcast.